0: everyone, thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. My name is Karina and I am a psychic medium out of Calgary, Alberta. Today's episode is about lessons from the other side. One of the greatest things about being a medium and connecting to the other side on a daily basis is that not only does the client receive validation and advice from their loved one, but I also receive a message that helps me to live my best life. And today I want to share some of those lessons with all of you so that perhaps you could also learn to take this knowledge and live a different way, a way that will help you to improve your life. So let me take you back to some of the readings that I've had over the years and some of the most important lessons that I've learned along the way. So there was this one particular reading with a family that had lost their little girl from a tragic accident. I was actually at a group reading and none of her family members were even there. But one of the ladies was good friends with the family. This little soul literally popped out of nowhere and was describing all of these events that had just happened. And this lady looked at me with wide eyes and said, oh my God, I know who this is. I told her that this little girl wanted her to be the messenger to her parents and that she took over this group reading because she needed them to know that she was okay. The woman agreed to contact her family right away and let them know that she had come through and that she wanted them to know that she was okay. Actually she wanted them to know that she was more than okay. So a few weeks pass and I get a phone call from the family. They asked if I would go to them for a reading in their home. And about three days before the reading I was in the shower and when I'm in the shower it's usually my time to meditate. Well, during this particular shower, I was shampooing my hair and all of a sudden I heard this little hi in this little girl's voice. It was her, that little girl who was about to chat with her family in a couple of days and she was so excited. Now this doesn't happen very often for me anymore as I'm usually turned off when I'm not working or I would be literally bombarded with spirit and energy. But this little one was just so, so, so excited to be able to talk to her parents and she really wanted to connect with them. She told me that she just couldn't wait and I told her that I would do my best to convey the messages to her family and she smiled at me and left. So on the drive to her family's home a few days later, I could feel her in the car with me. She had this incredible angelic energy. It was almost as if she stayed with me out of comfort. I was nervous about this one. I was about to deliver messages to parents who had lost their child in a tragic way. And as a mother myself, I had to keep pushing my own feelings out of the way. And I mean that I kept having sad thoughts thinking about, you know, how I would feel to lose one of my babies. I had to keep reminding myself that I needed to be the messenger. These parents were relying on me to connect with their precious child and I had a job to do and a mission to fulfill to honor this little soul. So I think she sat with me the whole car ride to give me the strength. When I arrived at their home, we went straight into their living room. I could feel all of their emotions and I tried my best to put them at ease. It was only seconds, and I mean seconds, that it took for her to come in and talk to her parents she started to validate so many things that they couldn't deny. She was so specific of all of the items that were in her room down to a box that they had kept all of her baby items and things. She described things in her bedroom to a tea, and they decided to take me up to her room to show me the box that she was talking about. There was no doubt in their minds that this was indeed their daughter. There was a small pair of well-used shoes that I held in my hand, and when I looked down at it, I saw that there was some of her hair still caught in the shoelace. I had to hold my composure as I was there to be strong for them, but all I wanted to do was cry for these poor parents. My heart was hurting so badly for them. She wanted to tell them that she was more than okay and that nothing they could have done could ever have changed her passing, and that they still needed to live, and to live for her sibling that was still alive. I literally left their home and cried the entire drive home to my family. The lesson that she taught all of us was that our souls come into this world with an exit time, and nothing can be done to change that exit time people beat themselves up wondering what they could have done to prevent someone's passing and none of us can ever change that even if someone passes in a tragic way it was part of their soul contract yes this may be a tough one to swallow but this is what spirit has not only told me but shown me over the years the lesson I took from this reading was to go home and hug my babies even tighter to not sweat the small stuff with them To hold them close, smell them, take them all in, because we never know our exit plan. And I never want to regret not cherishing every single moment. Sometimes I do smother my kids, I admit that. But I deal with death and loss on a daily basis. And I always want them to know and feel my love for them. And I never want to feel that I've taken life with them for granted. So today, go hug your loved ones. Tell them how you feel about them. None of us are promised tomorrow, and we never want to leave anything ever unsaid. Another session I did was with a lovely lady who was approximately in her 50s. Her husband that had passed had come through with a message asking for forgiveness. During their marriage, they had worked very hard over the years, and she'd wanted to travel, but he kept telling her that they couldn't spend any of that money. That everything they had needed to go into savings. Well mid-fifties and he died of a massive heart attack and so she sat across from me looking me right in the eyes and she said well now I have all this money and I can do whatever I want with it but I don't want to go anywhere. She told me how angry she was with him for being so cheap over the years and what a waste of her life. I sat there almost not even knowing what to say. I knew he was truly sorry for living the way that he did and that he had robbed her of a life that they had both wanted. He had made her wait all of those years with the hope of enjoying themselves when he retired and none of that was now possible. She did choose to forgive him, but I knew that she would be sad for a really long time. The lesson he taught me was that it is crucial that we live each day with purpose and that we don't count on tomorrow to be happy. We need to learn to be happy just for today. That doesn't mean that we go and blow away our life savings, but rather learning to balance out our lives with work and pleasure. So that night I remember having a long talk with my husband. I told him how grateful I was that we lived our lives the way that we do. We work hard, but we sure do play hard we travel when we can, we go to our favorite restaurants, and basically we live our lives the way that we want to. Of course, we're still smart about our finances, but we know that money is also just an energy, and we do our best to stay in the flow of abundance. All of the material things that we all accumulate, well, none of us can take that with us when we cross over. And what I have learned from my life Is that I want to live with as little regret as possible. I choose to spend my money on life experiences and enjoying time well spent with my family. Just remember this one very important lesson. Try to live your life as if there was no tomorrow. Don't wait for your future to be happy. Do the things that make you happy today. One of the most important things that souls have told me from the other side is that they thought they had time. We all think we have time as well, don't we? Time to make each day count. Now. Another lesson came through during a reading where a daughter's father had passed due to alcoholism. She had said that for years the family had tried to help him get sober, but he refused. He said that he had lost himself over the years, and he shut down his emotions. The alcohol took over, and he admitted to treating his family poorly. He said that he wished he could have turned back time to live differently. The daughter felt that the alcohol robbed her of her father. He ended up in a hospital at the end where all of his organs started shutting down, and they were heartbroken because they felt his passing was self-inflicted. So he came forward in his reading to say that he wished he would have lived differently and gotten the help that he needed, but that it was his journey and that his soul needed to learn from that. And the lesson I took from that day was to be extra mindful of what I choose to put in my body. I did struggle with alcohol years ago because I too wanted to numb my feelings and now I drink only in moderation. I'm a firm believer in feeling it in order to heal it, So many people numb their emotions with so many different vices. So that could be alcohol, drugs, food, sex, and many other addictions. And they lose out on family, friends, and truly living. I completely understand addiction. Wanting to numb pain seems like the only way to get by in life sometimes. But we are here in this physical world to learn certain soul lessons. I now enjoy, you know, one or two drinks every so often, but I have them when I'm in a high vibration and I'm feeling happy. Now, my old self would have had a terrible day and needed to numb it by drinking a bottle or two of red wine to myself. I do believe in enjoying certain things in life, such as alcohol, but from my perspective, I feel like it's important to have it as something to enjoy, not a need to deal with stress or heavy emotions. There are so many lessons that Spirit teaches me from the other side, and I wanted to talk about the most important ones, but there is one more that I'm guided to talk about right now that they feel everyone should know. So, here goes. I went to a group reading a few years ago, and there were mostly women there. Some of the husbands decided to beeline it out of there once I arrived. They must have been weirded out, but two decided to stay. So the readings started and lovely messages were coming through for all of the ladies and about halfway through i started to see someone's father on the other side and this man on the other side was so specific about an injury that he had had that was so unique i was told that the man sitting in front of me was his son so i looked at this man and said your father has a very specific injury and he's here to talk to you today well His initial reaction was shocked, of course, but when I looked at him, he actually really looked angry. The son said to me that he couldn't believe that his father would show up because of his religious beliefs, and that he had preached to his family all his life about religion. He said that his father would have thought this all to be wrong and evil. But I remember looking at him and saying, your father made you come tonight. I told him that his father had said that he had made plans to go for drinks with the other men but at the last minute he decided to stay. He then told me that was completely accurate. He said that he wasn't even sure why he changed his mind at the last minute but he did. I told him that his father desperately wanted to speak to him. So he came through and apologized for how he treated him and how he forced his religion upon him and the rest of the family. and that he felt that he was wrong by doing that he told all of us that day that we are all one he told us that some religious beliefs divide people and judge others and that god doesn't judge us as humans do he made it very clear that we must love one another and that we needed to stop the divide amongst us he admitted that while he was alive he would have been the first person to judge me for what i was doing But now that he sees that we are all one, he wished that he could go back in time and live a completely different way. He said that he imposed his strict religious views on his family and that he was truly sorry for forcing them to follow only his ways. But that's what he was taught, he said, and he felt that he was doing the right thing for his family at the time when he was alive. So the lesson I took from that evening was that we really truly are one. Love unites us and fear separates us. If we could only just learn to be accepting of all other religions, beliefs, and perspectives without judging or imposing them on others, we really could live more united. So I really hope today's episode just opened your eyes a little bit to what I've learned really from the other side and what they would like us to know so that we can just be Living our lives without fear, without judgment, holding our loved ones close, not wasting any moments, not worrying about saving money for our futures because none of us have that exit plan. We never know when it will be. So living our lives to the fullest in the moment. Thank you all so much for being with me today on the Divine Messages podcast and I will see you all next time. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the divine message's interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.